This is Stop Worrying, You're Retired with George Fossing. George, Zach, I think as we approach the end of the year, most of us are not only happy that this year is about to be over, because 2020 has been so chaotic, however relieved to see how well our retirement accounts have bounced back from the market crash back in February. Seems like forever ago. But investing manager Penny Pennington tells Fortune magazine that we still haven't fully recovered from the economic impact of the pandemic that actually caused the crash. This is going to have a longer lasting effect as people rebuild retirement and frankly, rethink retirement and what it means for them in the future. Is she right? Do we need to rethink retirement, especially before the end of the year? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I'm rethinking everything in 2020. The murder hornet situation on the yeah. news is getting out of control. <laughs> Turn the TV off. Yeah, you know, we're getting a lot of, uh, I guess what you'd say, traffic with that that, that question, you know, as far as what should be, should we be concerned, what's going on, and, and, and such. And you and I were, uh, and Zach were, you know, part of the program talking about this uh, article that uh, came out. This article was the wake-up game for me. Headline, the market is high, but so are anxiety levels. And it is written by a well-known economist. He's a Yale professor. I believe he's even won a Nobel Prize, Robert Schiller. And George, I know that you've had the chance to be around Professor Schiller, if that's what I'm supposed to call him. I don't know. I'm not hoity-toity. I don't know. He likes that. (laughs) Back at the New York Stock Exchange a few years ago. This guy is the guy about money a lot of people feel. Oh, yeah. He's got index that's well-known in the industry called the CAPE, Cyclically Adjusted Price Earnings Ratio. It really, what it measures, the comparison of stock market valuations with other times in the past. So he looks at uh, the cycles that are out there, 2008, 2000 and such. So he goes out there and does these uh, surveys, random samples of high-income individuals and institutional investors in the U.S. This is something he does on a monthly basis. It's real interesting. And looking for, do you know how much of the investment world is based on emotion? <laughs> I feel pretty emotional about it, so probably all of it. Yeah, you see, a lot of people don't invest so much based on performance today. It's really what they're feeling about down the road, the future value of whatever they purchased. So it's it's definitely separated from the day-by-day economy. And Robert Schiller's got his finger on the pulse for many years with this and really has addressed this and seen some patterns. So what, what he's done with this really states, I'll just kind of do a paraphrase here, it now stands at a level which was higher in only two periods, both of which were followed by stock market crashes, the 20s and lead up to the Great Depression in early 2000, just before the bursting of the dot-com bubble. So his study said there's about 10% of institutional investors and high net worth investors feel that there's going to be a a major downturn, which is very high. Yes. You know, one out of 10. Terrifying. You know, looking at something like that. So, you know, you just have to be very, very careful as he is when he states this, you know, just because this happened in the past doesn't mean it's necessarily going to happen. But, you know, wrapping up, it's basically, you know, no one knows what the future is, right? Mm-hmm. But when you have a lack of investor confidence and you're facing a pandemic and this political polarization, if you will, you know, you got a pretty good chance that a negative self-fulfilling prophecy will occur, right? Mm-hmm. If we think it's going to go down, we can make it happen. That's <laughs> so true. You really need to understand the highlight really to that you need to be really well diversified in different asset classes, look at safe money options. I just would be more do it now. Okay. Uh, then later. So yeah, that's, like before the end of the year, would that be a good goal? Yeah, or sooner. Okay. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of these. There's just so much going on. We're getting, we're peaking with this, the COVID 
Mm-hmm. Oh, and we're, and um, apparently we're not even in phase one. Of oh what's man, happened here. Yeah, and the big thing too, we, we we should see it after the elections, but hopefully, you know, again, I try to keep politics out of this too. You can only do so much of that, obviously, but. Once the elections are over, hopefully our uh, legislative brands will get their act together and get some kind of stimulus plan back in action. But I'm very fearful of a lot of businesses mm-hmm. not being able to survive. I've uh, seen it already before winter even came. Yeah, some yeah. small businesses, some of my favorite restaurants having to shut down. And hopefully that's not going to continue. Hopefully they're able to get back on track and it's temporary. But You know, yes, we're happy to see 2020 come to an end here soon, but at the same time, we've got a lot of time to get things done. And that's why, George, you and the team have put together this year-end checklist to not only make sure that we are balanced well in our portfolio, but to make sure that we're dealing with other things, too. But, George, what sort of things just for folks listening, driving along, should they keep in mind that are on this checklist? Well, a lot of this is, is uh, tax planning opportunities right now. There's a couple different uh, unique things that really work towards this year. Uh, They're trying to get donations up, and so there's some tax incentives in there. So we just sent a, uh, an email out to our clients and friends regarding some of these options that are available. So there's some tax planning options out there doing Roth conversions. Obviously, this is the year I think a lot of people are familiar for those that are over age 70 and a half. Now it's age 72, but required minimum distributions in this mm. past year has been a pass year. So it might allow you to do some really extensive tax planning, tax okay. saving. So it's opened the doors for a lot of people. Don't think this is going to carry forward next year. Mm-hmm. I really don't. So this would be an option. Really good time to update and have your, your wills taken a look at. Also, as far as legacies with inheriting money, a couple of things that have changed, basically, they used to have these inherited stretch IRAs, right. and they're going away, as we talked about in earlier programs and such. So there's, there, there's a multitude of things out there, not just in the financial world, hmm. but healthcare, legal, and- Estate planning, probably. Estate planning, uh, social security, a really good time to really kind of stop and see if you're looking at retirement right now. Zach, is, of course, is our resident expert here. Mm-hmm. I can show people how where they stand with, with Social Security coming up to their retirement, how it would factor in some options. So this checklist really gets people thinking, if you will. Yeah. All, yeah, and also that, too, would be is your current investments in line with your goals? We find a lot of folks out there who just – want another set of eyes mm-hmm. and say, hey, are we tracking the right way? Should we be something we should be aware of? One thing we've been doing for folks, too, is showing them you know, an investment strategy that's out there. And it's called a, a collar option strategy. A collar option strategy. Mm-hmm. Never heard of and that. It's something people can do, but no one really does because huh. it's a pain in the neck. So you use institutions to help you with this. Basically, it's uh, it's it sounds very attractive, doesn't it? Which is what you're going to do is go ahead and take a a portion of the upside of your portfolio and ensure the downside. Mm. So it limits some of the gains, but it also limits or gets rid of any downside uh, losses. Hmm. Pretty cool. And the people can do this themselves. It's just a little bit involved. People go out there and like, I really want to deal with this because it takes practice. So you've got institutional banks offer these type of products brokerage firms can help you perhaps put something like this together. Insurance companies are the ones we go to. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their specialty is, of course, protection. That's what they do. Uh, They've got some strategies out there which say, listen, you're going to get 
some of the upside if this thing goes up and this is this is what you're going to get but we're going to protect you 100 percent on the downside banks are usually a little bit different they might give you a little bit higher gains on the upside with a certain percent of coverage maybe they'll protect the first 30 percent of downside exposure and past that you're responsible so if it goes down let's say 40 percent and well you don't incur a loss they take the first 30 percent you would have a 10 percent Gotcha. The cost would be, yeah, it might be paying a fee for that, of course, and they're not going to do it for free, mm-hmm. and it might limit you on the upside, but what's wrong with that? <laughs> not right now with the market high and anxiety levels high as well. That's a good thing. Yeah. So these are some tools out there when you go out there, and this should have universal appeal to folks out mm-hmm. there, and say, listen, I don't need a 15% return. We're okay with an eight or nine, but knowing... I can't lose money or I've got a high level of downside protection is extremely attractive, especially just filling in what our conversation has been on this, mm-hmm. really about who knows what's going to happen. Professor Schiller's out there. He's nervous. You know, his study says, listen, there's a good reason to really stop, take into account and say uh, we're, we might be facing something that would be very unpleasant mm-hmm. in the upcoming months or, or year and say, listen, let's, let's, let's lock in some of these gains. And George, you know, you mentioned making sure that you're aligned when you're talking about the checklist. I know a lot of people saw that in March and April. Maybe oh, yeah. they were not aligned. Maybe they had more downside exposure than they thought. But you're a couple of years or even 10 years away from retirement to, yeah. you know, see a 30 or 35 percent drawdown. <laughs> yeah. Zach does a great job working with folks, taking their current 401ks, IRAs, whatever, and putting into this uh, software program, and it does a stress test, if you Mm -hmm. will. That stress test basically states, if a 2008 was to reoccur, and this is just one stress test, there's multitudes. If we had a market collapse, your portfolio would go down 35%, let's say, and when you put that, it'll, next to that percent, will show the dollar value of what it would go down. So somebody goes out there, for most people out there, you're, you're opening up your statements, and saying, boy, I've never had more money than I have now in my retirement accounts. So the severity of a downturn on a dollar by dollar is going to be extreme. For most people, it's highly unacceptable. Yeah, and this is a little extreme, but we had a, a late, this was kind of towards the beginning of the year before the before <laughs> I remember. COVID, yeah. but a woman who had about a 54% level of exposure, downside wow. risk. And, and I, I asked her, I said, hey, is is that the kind of risk you thought that you were taking? She said, no. (laughs) (laughs) Answered quickly. The question I already knew the answer to was, no, she was not comfortable with that. Yeah. And you had one recently you you spoke to not too long ago, but she's getting ready to retire from Michelin. Mm -hmm. And you were working with her and her husband. (laughs) It was kind of funny how that worked out. It was kind of a (laughs) perfect time. Zach showed it to her and said, this is your exposure. She goes, holy cow, I don't want that. She made changes like within two days. She went right on there. She went right on there. And again, we're we're managing her money. She's getting ready to retire, so it's still in her 401k. And and she went right online and switched it. And and the market had went down significantly over just a few days. And she Mm -hmm. goes, that just made me feel better. I don't need that headache or or that kind of uh, nervousness. Find out more at Northstar65.com. Advisory services offered through Delta Investment Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered through Delta Investment Management.